This is the Fatherhood Unlocked podcast, and my name is Dan Doty. I'm a father of three, an outdoorsman, and a meditator, and supporting dads to be the best version of themselves is my highest calling. Fatherhood is the biggest rite of passage in a man's life. It's our biggest opportunity to grow up, to wake up, and to learn who we actually are. I believe that a father's love is the biggest missing vitamin on the planet. This podcast is intended to be a lightning rod to call men to action, to create community, and to set a new tone and standard for what fatherhood means. Welcome to Fatherhood Unlocked. The man, the myth, the mustache, Ken Mossman, is my guest on this episode of Fatherhood Unlocked. Ken is a coach and runs a program for men called I Am. He is not old school and not necessarily an old timer, but the dude has some wisdom under his belt, some years under his belt. In the context of fatherhood, Ken has an adult son, which is something that I'm always on the lookout as a dad myself. I feel that I have improved and learned greatly by building relationships and learning from men that have done the job all the way through. Maybe not all the way through, but to a much greater capacity than I have so far. My kids are still quite young. I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. Ken has seen those years through and then many, many more. In addition to just his experience as a father, Ken has decades of experience working with men in the capacity of leadership and home and self and identity. And the dude's just really, really legit. One of the things that I was most excited about speaking to Ken about or on is the concept of responsibility. Specifically, Ken likes to speak on what it actually means to be a grown-up, what it means to be an adult, to put your fucking man pants on and to take responsibility for all the things that need taking responsibility. And I tell you what, this is an incredibly important topic, I believe, for pretty much every dad I work with and every dad I know, but it's also super important for myself. I, at my core, at my heart, prefer to be alone or with a small group of people far away from roads and all of the trappings that go with modern life. Just this morning, I was in paying my fucking registration for my truck that was late. And that is, that is an example of where I struggle to take responsibility. I struggle with the mundane, what feels to me like to be simple bullshit. But as I say that, I recognize that it is table stakes. It's like the basic functionality of being a citizen and a person in our country in this time under these structures, right? And so uh, with that in mind, I'm, I'm especially excited to, to talk to Ken and share this conversation about many things, but on responsibility especially. Maybe one challenge to throw out there at the listeners and fathers and not fathers that are listening is like I, you know, a big part of my work, a uh, big part of my job is I work with corporations and executives and leadership teams. And I help uh, a lot of times dysfunctional leaders and teams turn things around and become very, very functional. And a lot of the skills that are employed there, you know, in the business world, in the organizational world, are 
really, really cut and dry. The things you need to do to stay on top of everything, to have a clear intention, to have a vision, to have, you know, clear communication, all of that. And actually applying a lot of that skill set or a lot of those things are really helpful in a family's life. And so the Father's Fire is uh, a digital men's group that I hold for dads on a weekly basis. Now we launched last week, super excited about it. And our first and our first assignment, our first task was to go back to our families, back to our notebooks and start to draft uh, a family vision as in where do we see or want to see our families in 20 years. And obviously these, the, and obviously these visions are co-created with our partners or co-parents or whatever our situation is. Nonetheless, a vision is either completely necessary or extraordinarily helpful to set a course and to not be living simply in a reactionary mess and consistent sort of attention to that vision and where things are going and, and just, yeah, where things are intended is a, a, a total game changer. So some families, some dads, some fathers have that stuff locked down and some don't. So little report from Inside Father's Fire. We're actually going to open up two more spots for this first run. Um, we have, yeah, we got two little, two spots. We had more people in than we expected in and that allows us to expand a little bit and have two more spots. So if anybody hears this the week of July 4th and 5th, uh, reach out because we do have two spots left for this first run. Happy midsummer, everyone. And here is the interview with Ken Mossman. All right, Ken, welcome. Good to see you this morning. How's it going? It is going. It is going well, and I am thrilled to be here with you this morning, Dan. Yeah, me too. Uh, for everybody listening, Ken and I have now had I think three or four conversations, uh, so we have a bit of a dialogue that's begun already. Um, so I'll try not to, you know, make too much reference of our past conversations without clarifying, Ken. But uh, I just want to start by saying, first of all, I um, I am like purely and solidly excited to take this conversation further with you, right? And in, in, in what we've talked about together so far, um, it's just, you know, sometimes you you meet someone, um, and I don't say this to all my podcast guests, <laughs> honestly, but sometimes you meet someone and you fall into conversation and it's, and it, it just, our conversations have had a tone of, of depth and, and connection, but ease, ease it's been i've i've just really enjoyed our conversations and but there's but it's not just what am i trying to say there's like the there's the uh you know the high notes of fun and ease but the base notes of of solidity and meaning and there's there's something here so i'm just excited I'm, all of this is just to say i'm excited for this conversation um and what i want to put out there before we really get into it is to reframe or rephrase the core intention of this show, which is to offer people, I mean, starting with myself and you, but the listeners and then beyond an opportunity to really treat fatherhood and the role and the experience and what, what it actually is with a level of, uh, I don't know, truth and honor and just really give it what it's due 
right? It's my sense that it's my belief, I would say, that on not only an individual and family level, but possibly a planetary level, if, if men would and could step up as fathers, as parents, I truly feel like a lot of the root issues, um, not that they'd be fixed, but they would be a little bit softer on our planet, right? So um, that's a starting point here. And um, let's just start today. I, I think I do a fairly poor job of introducing people. So <laughs> why don't you just give us a... Just, you know, like a thumbnail, a thumbnail, maybe like a two or three minute, who are you? What makes you tick? What do you care about? And if that includes uh, some of the father stats, that's cool. Yeah, that is a very broad, uh, open-ended question there, Dan, to start with. Let me see if I can, uh, let me see if I can hone in on a few things. So, So actually, I'll start with the fatherhood piece because it's funny. I remember a conversation with my sister. So I am I am the third of four children in my family. Um, no longer children in my family. And, um, and I remember having this conversation with my younger sister uh, years and years ago. And we were we were talking about, we got on the topic of, of fatherhood. And, and she kind of gave me this, this odd look. I was with her at her home in California at the time. And she gave me this this look, and she said, "Oh, you you've always been a father long you know <laughs> long before Kai, who's my son, you know you, you've been a father your whole life." And and I thought, "Wow, that was some, you know that that was some astute observing on on her part." What did know? she mean? I, I I can assume what she meant. What do you think she meant? You know, I never asked her what she meant, but so I'm assuming too. I never asked her what she meant, but there was it's the way she said it, where it's like, huh, you know, you're onto something there. But I think what she meant was there's always been, and I've heard this from other people as well, um, that there's uh, a kind of um, fatherly uh, uh, approach you know, our, our, our presence. I think it's more like there's this kind of fatherly presence yeah. that when, when I'm at my best, by the way, that, that, that I have when I'm at my best and it's not, and it's not, and it's not fatherly in terms of, you know, the father knows best nonsense or any of that, because, uh, you know, we talked about this before we hit record. It's like, uh, uh, boy, I, I certainly don't have that wired nor, do I want to, I believe. Um, but there's this kind of uh, this presence that says, you know, when we're with one another, there's a deep caring, Yeah. you know, that kind of deep connected yeah. caring. And you know, it I'm might sure. be the mustache too, possibly. Well, I didn't have the mustache <laughs> at the time. So 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 it, it could be now it could just be the hair follicles on your upper lip that even when they were unexpressed they were they just exuded. it was i think you nailed it dan it was all a mustache waiting to happen <laughs> that is funny there's something about dads and mustaches man that's there's something there for sure um beautiful yeah so this fatherly essence uh, has been with you what 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 else what else should we know about you that's just that that um i don't know that brings you just one step closer to to us 
Yeah, I'll, I'll share this. I've always lived a, a creative life. I've done, a, I'll give you the, some, of the, the, some of the professional side of things, the, the mm-hmm. CV in a nutshell. So I've done all sorts of work. I have, I have, I have two degrees in fine arts. I have a, a, both bachelor's and a master's degree in, in visual art. Um, uh, I imagine myself uh, being, my favorite TV show when I was, and this is gonna, this is gonna date me for sure. My favorite TV show as a, as a wee one was Diver Dan. And I wanted to be the next Jacques Cousteau. Um, but something happened. I ended up going into the, into the world of, of, uh, of fine arts. I had all sorts of different jobs to allegedly support my artwork. I was, uh, mm. Uh, uh, a line cook. I was a professional baker. I was a sous chef. I was, you know, did all sorts of things. Um, quickly discovered that that those things took a lot of time. I was a I was a ski instructor. I was a racing coach at my uh, bachelor alma mater. Um, I've done a lot of different things. Um, met my wife on a blind date. Um, married relatively well no we didn't marry late but we started our family late uh our son was born when i was 40 and my wife was just a few weeks shy of her 40th birthday Hmm. after a number of we'd had a number of uh miscarriages um leading up to the birth of our son uh he is he I, i tell people i have six children and they're all encased in one body, <laughs> which is my son, who's now 24 years old. Um, and um, yeah, I think that. that oh, oh, you know, I also on the professional side, I've been, I've been involved in in the work I do as a coach for over 20 years. Um, and you know, and 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 uh, there's also the men's program that I run on the professional side. Um, and, and you said something really, I think, uh, important before, also before we started, um, the recording, which was, yeah, fatherhood is, is, it's, it's the big thing, you know, it really is the big, for me, you know, and it sounds like for you as well, it's, it's the big thing. I think if, uh, you know, I don't, it's important. I, I, in many ways, I know who I am you know, with when, when my son is out of the house, you know, that's, that's not an issue. And there is something about, uh, about the role of, of father that, that plays, I think, a wildly important role in my life. And I would think also in ways that I'm entirely unconscious of, but Mm. there's there's an influence there, you know, there's an influence there. That's really interesting. So I have two quick things that are out of time um, and then we'll pick that right up. But the first thing, it's cool to hear you're, you were a ski instructor. I could have used you yesterday, by the way. <laughs> so we have a really cool local hill here in Maine, but we just haven't got there yet, right? We actually haven't had much snow last couple of years and whatever. But uh, so it's my six-year-old son and four-year-old son. It's their first day. Mm. ever got them got on their skis my wife elise is out there i'm with the baby i got the baby strapped to my chest you know eating cheerios you know at a picnic table watching and 
So four-year-old Jude uh, gets on the magic carpet, gets off. Uh, Elise and my older son are at the bottom. Both of them fall. So Jude goes all the way to the top. His first run ever literally gets the top and just bombs the entire hill and like does a couple turns, spins around backwards, gently falls over. And it was just, it was just incredible. But anyway, what, what went down, um, I uh, had to go buy a pass. And then, so I spent like the next two hours sprinting up and down the bunny hill with a baby strapped to my chest, just trying to keep him from fucking killing himself. But <laughs> anyway, I just, I just, that was like, it was really fun. Um, and I had to tell that story. Um, the second thing I wanted to point to just for a little color too, is, is the art. Is that your artwork behind you? Is that, yeah, is that a, my, I have my, my artwork is on, uh, yeah. it covers the walls in my home. Beautiful. And I see two fenders or they, maybe they're fenders. They look like they're fenders. Mossmans. They're musician. They're Mossmans. They're Mossmans. Yeah. This is, yeah. I built, there's, 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 there's the two that you can see, but I've, um, there actually is a fender base over there, uh, Squire. Uh, but I've, I've, uh, I fell hard for, yeah, I didn't mention anything about the music. Oh, the, you know, I said I, I lead a creative life. And um, yeah, I started playing in earnest at the tender age of 49 and have since. <laughs> actually I, i've i've been in a couple of bands and you know all this is late and i and uh and i've also um got got fascinated with building these things so i i built more like put together but still you know built 10 of my own guitars so far all right um, amazing so so one note i'll plant here at the beginning is you know, to hear you speak about fatherhood as the big thing, right, um, in your life, but also just to quickly observe and hear from you, I get the sense you live a really rich life that that isn't, and, and we'll, we'll get into it. Maybe, maybe in the <laughs> early years, it was different. You know, there's different phases and, and time periods in a father's journey, for sure. But um, I just want to note that because working with so many dads right now, it, it's and for myself, I'm in the phase of like little one central, right? And so I have guitars rusting in the corner and all these things anyway. So, but I just wanted to make that point. All right, we're going to get down to it now. So, first question I have is Can what describe to us um, your love for your son and how oh, it feels? <laughs> Hell of a place to start, Dan. Oh, I, I don't know that I can describe it. Um, clearly, it moves me. Um, yeah, wow. Um, I don't want to talk in general terms because I, I think you know, things that are coming to mind are all sorts of uh, all, all sorts of things that are going to sound like I could go on this, you know, pontificating streak about you know the purity of of love for a child. Um, well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, you go no, wherever well, you want. On the one hand, but... there's nothing wrong wrong about that. On the other hand, you, you you very pointedly asked me about my love for my son. Yeah. Um, and I want to actually try to answer the question. Yeah. Um, I, 
to this day. And I mentioned he's 24, he's a young adult. Um, I see so much, this question is making me sweat. This is good. I see so much magic in him. I see uh, a world of possibility, not in uh, not in a go out and do this, go out and you know, go out and make something of yourself for me. The uh, I I have a short fuse for the vicarious stuff. Um, but there is a kind of there's a place I have for him in my heart. I, dare I say, in my soul, my spirit, yeah. and in my soul. That is um, that I just don't have for 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 anyone else. You know, yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a place in my heart and my soul and my spirit for my for my wife. It's different. Yeah. You no, know, it's different, and I and I'm looking for words to describe how different it is, and they're not coming easily. Um, <clears throat> if I may, I'm not, I'm not sure, but just to report, you know, when you said a place in your heart, I was tracking with you. When you said a place in your soul or your spirit, I got chills up the length of my spine. I don't know. Just a point to that. I was that really. It's still getting me. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it means either. Yeah. I, but I, I love that, that that it had that kind of impact because I, I think that's the kind of impact it has on me. It's it's um. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a there's a connection we have that I think goes way beyond what can be described in 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 words and and um, oh geez yeah well the 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 not finding words is I think more telling than anything that we could probably <laughs> say I mean it's really it's it's beautiful um so I would love. I would love to hear, and again, I'm asking you big questions on purpose. We got all the time in the world for this, right? Yeah. But I'm so curious who you were before, before your son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I do think of becoming a dad is, is a, a rite of passage that um, is as big as any could be, right? You know, if it's our birth, our death, and then the birth and death of our closest, our kin, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious to reflect on who you were and who you became through the through the process of becoming a dad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there's this requires a little bit of story here and, and stop me at any point, redirect stop yeah, me. Please. Um, so I mentioned we had we had uh, a few um miscarriages before Kai arrived and then uh we we thought later on you know we 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 didn't intend to to have just one child it, it yeah. just worked out that way um and uh his arrival was challenging at best yeah. um he We'd done all this work around around um, you know t- we took the classes and Bradley classes by the way they were great and um, and uh, uh, you know we're all set in, in hospital with a midwife for natural 
for a natural arrival. Didn't go that way. I'm going to give you the short version. Um, he, it, 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 my wife was had a prodromal labor that lasted days. Um, found out later that that uh, her her water had broken, but but he was a plug. Mm. <laughs> his his mm. big old head. Uh, um, anyway, uh, aspirated meconium in, 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 in utero, uh, ended up his APGAR scores were zero when he was finally born via C-section. Um, we didn't know for four days whether he was going to live or die. And it was finally on the fourth day that, uh, Dr. Reckitall, Dr. Kirby Reckitall at, um, Mammoth Medical in uh, which, and we were lucky that that was a hospital that we were at because of the the the, the NICU they had, they had neonatal intensive care unit that they had, um, and he was he was a freaking whale. He was you know close to nine pounds or, or or more. You know they popped him on the scale and popped him off for whatever purposes, and then and then off he yeah. went to the to the NICU, and and you know there's all these preemies, and then there's this you know this behemoth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't four days until we found out. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. The body never forgets. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and it was on day four that, that, that Dr. Reckitall came in and I was sitting with Danielle in her, in her room. Um, and he said, well, he's a keeper. And at that moment, so there's something about, you know, that, you know, you mentioned we live, we die, we live, we die. That, 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 that connection, you know, balancing on that knife edge for, for days at a time, that was, <laughs> it was a big deal. No. You know, it was a big, it was a big deal. Um, almost lost Danielle a number of years later, actually, uh, after the, the last miscarriage um, due to, a, due to uh, her, due to, you know, she, she could have bled out. Um, that's, a, that's a story for another time. But there's something about, you know, this, this, these experiences of, of looking over you know, being being able to look over into the yeah. to the other side, into that possibility of loss, yeah. which is, I think, in many ways, if uh, uh, looking at at the nature, you know, the nature of this kind of love yeah. is it always goes hand in hand with the nature of that possibility of loss. Yeah. Now, let me answer the question you actually asked. <laughs> <laughs> no okay well let me i'd rather follow up for a second oh, okay. i'm just, I'm just yeah. curious in that in that when did you get to hold him first was it during that four days or was it after um he was um he, he was intubated so we couldn't actually hold him um and and he was he was he was intubated for the and and they, they had to they had to sedate him actually because every time he would begin to wake up he got mm. very very agitated and his blood oxygen level the levels just plunged mm. so we could you know we could which we did 
you know, we could spend as much time as we wanted, you know, um, in, in, in the NICU with him yeah. by his whatever container that they had for him uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in his dry dock as a whale. Um, <laughs> and um, the children's, there's a children's book in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the baby in dry dock. Um, um, but we also had to be really mindful about, 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 about putting our hands on him because that could agitate him too. So, um, but I, I'm thinking uh, at, at some point during the, those, those, the, the three weeks that he was in the NIC unit. Yeah, we got, we got to hold him. We absolutely okay. got to hold him. We absolutely did. Not for the first, not for the first several days though. Yeah. Not for the first Amazing. several days. Yeah. All right. I mean, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, man, this podcast could even just be dads telling birth stories, I think would be so, <laughs> so impactful and fascinating, right? It's just not something that um, men have a whole lot of space to talk about, but um, well, yeah, that's a very acute lens on, on the experience. And yeah, so I guess, I guess I'll just rephrase the, the, the starting question again, which is, um, you know, zooming back a little bit to, um, I guess I have this assumption that fatherhood just flatly changes people in fairly short notice. And I'm maybe there's examples where that's not true. Um, but I, yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder again what maybe what a first wave of of what of what the job did to you, you know, good or bad, I guess. Yeah, well, the first the first that was the first wave, you know, was the life and death yeah. thing. That was that was definitely the first wave. Um, <clears throat> I think there's the then then there's the wave that comes, you know. Oh, and now we have this being who <laughs> who lives in our home. Um, <laughs> who demands quite a bit of attention and no fault of his it's the nature of the beast um but uh, uh, uh yeah it's there's in my experience anyway it was it was this it was just like oh you know now now shit's getting real i mean it was, that was a that was a different kind of real the life or death thing yeah. is is one kind of is one kind of real oh, yeah. you know in 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 that venue though you know in that in that context um of the NICU very much out of my hands so there was this there was this there was a kind of you know the first thing was this level of like oh my god helplessness yeah. um and then there was a, a level of what I would describe as oh my god helplessness <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's level one. Oh my God, helplessness, yeah. and then like level two. Oh my God, helplessness, and um, uh, and 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 this beauty too. But but you know, in terms of how it changed me, you know, it's interesting. Um, some of my my, my mentors talk about. Um, you know, the willingness, the willingness to be changed, yeah. the willingness to be changed. Yeah. I didn't have the language for it back then. Uh, I, I kind of wish I did. Mm. Um, but there, whether I was willing or not, I was being changed. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think changed in some really, for me anyway, you know, and I want to say this, 
you know, no, parenthood is not for everyone. Fatherhood is not for everyone. Um, and I think that's important for one to know about oneself before one, you know, ticks that box. Um, but there was, but, but it, it, as I look back on it now, so there's, there's this hindsight being 2020 is, is doing its work right now. But as I look back, you know, there was this, oh, okay, this, this willingness. And I think part of this has to do with my, my, the, my, my own creative spirit, you know, looking for, oh, where's the next place? Where's the next place to grow? Mm. You know, where's the next place to grow? Yeah. And, um, I don't know that I was, I don't know that, that I had a choice about, actually, that's not true. Absolutely had a choice. And I can, you know, I can think of instances when I resisted the, the change that was being asked of me yeah. in the moment for sure. But those early days were definitely, uh, there was a, there was a lot of change. There was a lot of change uh, happening and 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 a lot of it was in the recognition of oh you know there is now this other there's now this other I'm drawing this little infinity symbol as we're talking yeah. <laughs> which doesn't surprise me at all um, uh, you know there was a there was a there was a calling to a different kind of responsibility yeah. you know very different kind of responsibility than I'd been. Uh, accustomed to and and i think in many ways that i wasn't necessarily i was prepared to be a father mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh emotionally cognitively mm -hmm. um i don't know that i or maybe actually I, I think more likely i was prepared to be a father spiritually and cognitively i don't know that i was prepared emotionally yeah. being more honest i don't know that i was prepared yeah. emotionally and and that level of that level of responsibility in the face of challenge and in the particular challenge was boy if 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 if, if ever there was uh, an, an occurrence that close to home a change I'll put it that way if ever there were a change a shift that hit that close to home that, that that served as a reminder that any grasping for clinging to the notion that one is in control of anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah that tracks <laughs> was 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 nakedly stripped away Intentional fathering is a nice concept, but it's also an audio course. Intentional fathering is a private podcast delivered right to wherever you listen to podcasts that is a very, very explicit and well-designed, well, I hope it's well-designed, I designed it, well-designed course to help you really take a look and a, and a feel through your life as a dad, who you are, your identity, your planning, um, all of the things. It's, it's quite holistic in nature. It's an easy first step. If you listen to this podcast and you're getting a lot out of it or even just a little out of it and you want to go deeper but aren't ready to join the group at Father's Fire or any of the deeper programs, this is for you. I want to, I want to, like you are, you're spitting some really clarified importance here. So I, I want to just go back 
and restate that phrase, the willingness to be changed. And, and what I hear you saying amongst other things here is just that um, you may have tried to resist or couldn't resist. Or I'm just going to extrapolate onto other dads and myself and speak for myself here too. I think that is one of the biggest things I've learned. It, it, and I, I think not, I've learned it a hundred times and I, it's still like, I've never learned it once. It's really interesting that way. Um, but yeah, man, I think, you know, we do this one, I think I mentioned to you, we do this program called Fatherhood Ready, which is kind of a, a training boot camp for those about to become dads, just to kind of tease some of these ideas even out there. But I think, I don't, I don't think I landed on this one before, but, but this like clear, simple message, things are going to change. The more you cling on to what you think you don't want to change, the more fucking suffering is gonna just be around i think that's i just think it's really it's brilliant and it's so simple um the other thing i want to point to i love the list that was beginning to be set there which is yeah are you cognitively ready for a kid are you emotionally ready are you spiritually ready are you logistically ready are you financially ready are you blah blah, blah. anyway um it's just kind of sharing how my brain is is cutting these things into into notes but um that change thing, man. Jesus. Uh, no, no way around that, huh? <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the, the good news, bad news right there. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing, the other thing, oh, yeah. that, I was going to say the other thing that happened was I put together, um, this was, it was probably about four or five, maybe a little bit. It was probably when he was about four or five. I put together this um, course, um, only ran it once called uh, Love. Uh, what was it? I think it was. I think it was called Fatherhood. Fatherhood, love, and anger. Mm. Fatherhood, love, and anger. Amazing. Yeah, and and the reason I put it together was uh, um, because, well, you know, why do we put courses together? You know, those of us who 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 do this kind of work, oftentimes <laughs> we question. put stuff together because, holy shit, do I need this work? And <laughs> <laughs> because it, 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 and, and this is fascinating to me uh, that that you know I, I i i was somewhat of an of an angry adolescent um you know for all sorts of reasons um uh, that we needn't go into right now but but uh, i think i had done a fairly good job of you know in later adolescence and young adulthood uh, up until the time that 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 Kai was born of 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 putting a some sort of a damper on that on that on that anger and uh, and when do we get angry? Well, oftentimes we get angry when there's either some sort of value that's being trodden on, or for some of us, <laughs> when we are unable to control our circumstances. Hypothetically go. speaking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and the and the not being able to, you know, uh, again the 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 illusion the 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 bubble of illusion around control was just was just blown in the in the best possible way, you know, because I no matter how strong my will is, yes, could I could I have imposed it mm -hmm. on my child? who was in the early days, you know, up until I, all the days 
uh, acting in developmentally appropriate ways that didn't match my idea of what needed to be happening in that particular moment. Yeah. Yeah. I probably could have brought the hammer down in a lot of, in a lot of circumstances. I tried it a few times, didn't go well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like that, you know, oh man, did I, you know, there, there, it was, boy, it, uh, again, if ever there were a mechanism to, and I had done some work on, on myself up until that point, but, uh, 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 but, but if ever there were a mechanism <laughs> to expose one to one's own shadow, or in my yeah. case, I'll speak for myself, to expose yeah. me to my own shadow. Holy shit, you know, strap in. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's consistent though, right? I mean, we're working with all the dads and talking to as many dads as I do. I mean, anger and outbursts are are usually top three concerns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether that was true before kids or not true before kids but i think like what you described of maybe having that stuff tamped down pretty good until kids came i i i mean i resonate with that personally and a lot of dudes i've talked to i think that's very very consistent and again just to isolate the simple phrase you said right like when does anger and outburst come like a lot of times it's when you can't control the circumstances i mean i'm living it <laughs> we just um we have in my household since January 1st, um, the kids have missed, I don't know, three and a half weeks of school from illness. Yeah. Three, three different viruses. And I've just, you know, it, and then this morning, actually, the baby woke up at 4 a.m. puking. Oh. And so immediately, where's my mind go? It goes like, mother, you know, just like, just first a freak out and then like a rage. And that not at her, but just at the situation. And then it's just like, and then there's just enough of these. Like you can only get beat down so many times, I think, where you still try to get up and and beat up this invisible thing beating you down. And I think it's just like, okay, let go. Okay, let go. Okay, let go. Right. Just let go. But anyway, um, I if you ever dig out that course, if you still have it, fatherhood, love, and anger, I would be incredibly interested to see what that got into and it it actually it reminds me of uh oh is love anger joy and fatherhood that's love anger joy and love, that's beautiful anger, joy and fatherhood yeah that was the title of the course yep. yeah yeah interestingly so one of the exercises i do so when i do cohorts with dads there's always there's always a night there's not many nights but always at least a night where we talk about our dads right and that's a portal we probably won't have time to go too far down today um but the simple, clear exercise, which kind of takes people aback first, but it's a simple prompt. First, it's fuck you, dad, blank. I love you, dad, blank. Right? So there's just this really, really like special thing that seems to come out when you let anger and fatherhood and love all sit in the same stew together. But um, okay. You said a really important word, and it's the one that I want to really zero in because um, I want to spend as much time as we can today or whatever comes up, right? But in our previous conversations, Ken, like what what just grabbed me by the whole self was this discussion or this idea of, of what it actually means 
and I forget the language you used, but to actually just, just to be a functioning adult or a responsible adult or actually taking responsibility in life. And um, that was kind of a, not a super sharp question, but I'm just going to lob that at you. And and I just, <laughs> I, I have a sense we have a lot to, I have a lot to learn. I'm just really curious to get into that topic with you. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a, it's, it's a big one. It's a, it's, it's a big one. So you know, some context. Um, <clears throat> so the, there's, a, there's a couple of different things. There's the, there's the, there's the, there's the responsible adult, or the responsible adult, conscious adult, integrated adult, whatever you want to call it. You know, that, that's, that's one piece. Um, and then there's the adult's relationship to responsibility, which is another piece. So the first thing, you know, in, in, a, in, in a nutshell, well, what is this conscious what is this conscious adult, this, this integrated adult? Well, uh, it's, a, it's a human being. In this case, we're talking about fathers. So a father, let's keep it focused that way. Who's, who's, who's fully in possession. Want a good day? Who's fully in possession of all the different aspects of, of, of self. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've already touched on cognitive, emotional, spiritual, um, you know, we could add to that, uh, and, and emotional, we could add to that physical, we, uh, in, 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 in the work that I do, um, I would also add to that developmental. So what does that even mean? Mm. That means that I'm, you know, that, I, that, that, that I'm, that I'm in relationship with the different developmental aspects of self, my inner child my inner adolescent, my inner young adult, my inner feminine, my mm. inner masculine, you can say inner, inner, inner God, inner, inner goddess, uh, the, those, those, you know, if, if you use this language, the divine feminine, the divine masculine, but, uh, but in possession of all of those, and when I say in possession, you know, really having full ownership and responsibility for it, each of those different aspects, knowing, being able to discern when, Oh, I'm feeling hurt right now. Oh my God! You know that's actually that's that 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 that's my inner child. It's my inner adolescent. Uh, it's my inner adolescent feeling like he's being rejected right now, because I got a no to something. Um, but to be able to so, so to be able to discern, you know those 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 parts and be in relationship with them. By the way, be in relationship with them. Uh, we also mentioned shadow. So it's also the, you know, these, these, these dark pieces, you wrote a great piece recently on, you know, it, it, it had to do with, with, um, with uh, uh, the experience you had of, you know, here I am on a hunt and on the next mountain, there's this Zen center and I better wash the blood off my hands <laughs> as I'm going in to sit for the day. So, so also that, you know, the, 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 the violent aspects, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, I, I, I've said for years, I don't, in, in, until a man is really in possession of his inner killer, in good relationship with his inner killer, he's not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the angry bits, the rageful bits, the violent bits, all of it, you know, um, so that, so that's the first, so that's the, so that's the context for it, the adult. And then there's a the question about, oh, okay, so that, that being in that state of adulthood how do I relate to this thing called responsibility? Yeah. And the way the culture uh, teaches us about responsibility, it's more often than not, it's conflated with 
duty, burden, obligation. Yeah. Now, I want to be really clear. Yeah. I want to be really clear before I go any further. There is absolutely nothing wrong with duty when it is consciously chosen. There's absolutely nothing wrong with obligation when it is consciously chosen. When burden enters the picture, chances are something has gone on, something's gone to sleep. You know, I have no choice. I have to do this. Well, that's one way of looking at it. But I think the in the in the in the in the choiceful world of the conscious adult responsibility becomes a joy and when i say that it's like oh you know in in context of of fatherhood i have this human being that i have i get to take responsibility for their growth and development i don't get to choose it for them i don't get to uh, I don't get to be, it's going to sound kind of, kind of odd, but, you know, uh, I get to choose the influence I want to have. I, I, I can't be responsible for the ultimate outcome. Hmm. So that kind of, you know, yes, I'm responsible. Yes. I, 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 this, this constant act of, 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 um, from a fatherhood perspective of, of, of pointing and then letting go of pointing and then letting go, mm. you know, th this, this balancing act between influence and detachment or influence and non-attachment mm. is a better way of putting it influence and non-attachment. No. Can we explore that a little, that, that, that's gripping to me. The, yeah. So well, again, let me just sort of like reflect back, uh, a conscious adult or, or a father who has sort of explored or is willing to be in relationship with as much of the full spectrum of his in, in inner world or capacity, right? That that's, that's something that, and I'd say that's aspirational. I think that's beautiful. And from that point, there's more choice, right? Is, 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 is that accurate? So, so it would be, but I love this. Um, so responsibility could be duty, obligation, and burden. And I mean, listen, I think it would be an incredible life's work to be able to support dads because dads feel a shit ton of burden, myself included, right? Um, turning that burden towards joy. Uh, I'm just, I'm eating up everything, everything that you're, that's, that you're saying here. Um, and now I've completely lost the first part of my question, um, but there was something that I was going to go back and point to, but I didn't write it down. So I forget what it was, but um, what's the last I thing? I can't said? help you here, dad. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> well let's, we, let's, the, la the last thing, the last thing I said, I think um, the last thing I said, be, uh, I think was this, 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 um, I think this tension between between um no oh, the pointing at and the letting go the pointing yeah, yeah, at yeah, yeah, and the yeah, letting yeah, yeah, go yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, yeah let's uh, that makes sense to me but but let's go let's flesh that out a little bit further what is what does that mean what does that look like i can make i can make some things up but what what do you mean by that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think in i think in practice um <clears throat> what does it look like in practice it means um you know, yeah, there, there may, there, there's, there's, uh, let's use the example of the teachable moment, whatever the teachable moment yeah. happens to be, yeah. you know, very painting with a really broad brush here. 
you know, there's there's a teachable moment. I can come in as the as the as the, as the teacher, the mentor. You know, depending on what hat I'm wearing, and de depending on the developmental stage, th this child happens to be in because yeah. the pointing is going to be different for uh, a teenager, young adult. You know, three year old, four year old. Um, and I have a story about that. Um, uh, but at, you know, to check oneself, okay, at, a, at this developmental level, how much information can I give? What's the nature of this pointing? But also to notice, you know, at the same time noticing, oh, am I, am I, am I, am I actually holding this human being as a little puppet that I can, that I think I can uh, influence in in a way that you know, 20 years from now is going to have X, Y, Z outcome. Well, if I am, I'm probably delusional on the one hand. On the other hand, uh, you know, there, there, this, this, is, this is an opportunity to, 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 to point, you know, mm -hmm. to point them and let go, to point them and let go. It's also an opportunity. And I think this is just uh, as, uh, as important a point for my own development as a parent you know, as a human being in relationship to someone who's 20, 30, 40 years behind me developmentally, you know, do I have an opportunity to check myself to notice where I'm coming from and what I might be unconsciously attached to, yeah. you know, and to release that in a way that actually gives the child room to uh, do their own exploration, you know, room to metaphorically or literally sometimes you know <laughs> maybe this is an example it's like you know you can pad the whole freaking house or you can let your kid hit their head on the coffee table chances are good they're going to learn a whole lot more if they hit their head on the coffee table than they will by bumping into soft yeah. things all day long I think I may have taken us off in a no, in a no, not at all, not not at all. I mean, I love that point. Um, we talked in a different conversation. I spent some time in a uh, short amount of time staying and living with an indigenous group in in uh, the highlands of Ecuador and this community uh, called Sar Saraguro was the name of it. And one of the one of sort of like the things we were told about going there that would be different than the culture that we were from is that they. Um, it's kind of a known event that when a baby is born, there'll be the time when they put their hand in the fire and then they actually don't stop them. They, they, I mean, to a certain extent, right. They're not going to let a baby fall into the fire and be burned all the way, but, but they, they allow for natural consequences to, to come through. Um, and that was actually when I worked with kids in the woods for so long, natural consequences was something that we, it was just lingo we used all the time. Right. And I, I think it's, I don't hear it very much anymore. Um, but no, no, I'm, I'm, I, I think I want to go back just a second. So you name, cause, cause there's something you said in there, that I think is maybe not verbalized or explicit in a lot of dads, but it comes through as they're talking to me. And it is this idea of, well, the spectrum of like, I'm imposing my will and my worldview and sort of like ingraining my child into this way of being. That's one way to look at it. And then what you shared seems to be so, something totally different, which is this being, this child is, an, you know, is a, is a world to themselves in a sense. And it's, and it's this influence rather than 
I don't know. I don't think it's dominate necessarily. And I don't mean to, to put it in, in necessarily negative terms, but um, th- that's an example of something in the world of fatherhood that I just don't think we have the language maybe to, the, we're not speaking about it explicitly enough. And I, and I think we're like kind of going along in a certain way, but we don't exactly know what that means. And we certainly don't know if we're doing it or not. Does that question make sense or that comment? I, I, well, I think, and 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 uh, and tell me if this if this is where you're pointing, because part of what I'm hearing is I think it ties back. I think I think it ties back into the developmental piece. Okay. You know, and 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 if this takes us in a different direction, you'll call me back. Um, um, because I'm not sure if I was clear on your question, but it raised this, and that is, you know, are we uh, uh, as fathers, you know, are are we are we approaching our kids? At, at their developmental level, or are we demanding that they rise to ours? So if we're demanding that they rise if, to ours, you know, uh, again, we're delusional. You know, the, there's, there's a, and this is where the, the uh, so I'll, I'll share this, I'll share this story. I'll share this story. Um, uh, shortly after we moved into, into the home where we live in now, um, my son was four years old. <clears throat> I'm in the kitchen doing whatever I was doing in the kitchen. And he is just, he is just all over the place. I mean, he's just, he's just out of control. And it, and it's, and it's, you know, and I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do and it's starting to get on my nerves. And I had this, you know, I had this, <laughs> you know, this, this flash. It's just like, oh shit. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting all cranked up here. I could feel the rage rising in me. I'm like, what am I so mad about? And what am I getting all wrapped around the axle over? And I was like, holy shit, I'm getting wrapped around the axle because my four-year-old son is acting like a freaking four-year-old. <laughs> and and yeah. at, at which, by the way, so, so, so who was heading in the direction of acting like a four-year-old? It was me. You know, it was me about to lose my shit in a very four-year-old fashion at the tender age of 44. And, um, and he comes running into the, he comes running into the kitchen and I was like, Kai, because that's his name. I said, Kai, and I'm looking down at right now and uh, as if I'm looking down and I remember this like it was yesterday. I said, Kai, you know, you are acting like a four-year-old. And he look and he looks at me. His big blue eyes. He look, he looks at me. He goes, "Daddy, I am a four year old." And I just looked down at him. I was like, "Good point. Carry on." <laughs> <laughs> and the fascinating thing that happened in that moment was whatever the whatever the the, the behavior was, you know, it kind of stopped. He went off and did something else quietly. He was paid yeah. attention to, which was what he was looking for. Yeah. You know, and I think, and dare I say, you know, we'd have to go back and interview the four-year-old in him and see if he, if he, if he agreed with this. But I think in that moment, he, my, my interpretation of it now is like, wow, he felt, he felt really seen in that moment. He's like, yeah, I am a four-year-old, you know, what's your problem? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it diffused, and it, most importantly, it diffused me. Yeah. You know, it, it diffused me and it, yeah. and it gave me the opportunity to show up as the, observant slightly conscious adult (laughs) in in the moment but it was such a it was it was it was such a valuable lesson 
and 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 what what happened really from then on you know a willingness to be changed i think i was willing to be changed again wouldn't have had the language at that point but i think i was willing to be changed in that moment to no did i did i ever lose my shit again hello yeah you know yeah. Always wet rocks are hard. The sky is blue. I'm a dad. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but more importantly, what 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 happened was it, it, uh, that that raised my level in terms of being an, an observer of both myself and also an observer of where he was on his own developmental path. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's a oh man, you know, if you, if you walk away from nothing else as a result of listening to this, you know, pay attention to that, the, to, to, to where your kids are developmentally and what you may be unconsciously demanding of them, because yeah. it's, it's crazy. Do you have any, um, is this something you've dug into? Do you have any resources or authors or anything that you would point to if I, I will, I mean, I'm making notes here, I'm going to do probably many podcasts on this topic. I think it's incredibly important, but is there any, any, any places to point us? Oh, geez. I'm sure there are. And, and yeah. I'm unaware of it. It was, this is, this is yeah. all anecdotal on my part. You know, this is my, my, well, but I my mean, epiphany. It, yeah, but it's, it's, um, but, but, but I mean, this, you know, I'm trying not to get stuck on my thoughts but i am stuck on some of these right it's your just thoughts are good dan bring them but up. it's isn't it mind-blowing though that this is the most important job and we have like you survey 100 dads i guarantee 97 has no fucking clue what developmental like what's appropriately developmental along maybe maybe, maybe i'm being pessimistic i don't think so though i mean i just right maybe we've a wave of a book came out or maybe i don't know maybe there's something more going on but man if we specifically took it on to pay attention to to actually know along the way man i think that's kind of a game changer that's that's kind of a and our own i mean add that i mean let's let's not complicate it too much i mean but like but that's another thing that, and this is something I'm deeply interested in is, which is adult development too, like, right. like, like human development beyond the early stages. And so there's just a whole lot of being unconscious about all this shit, you know, like we just don't know what's going on. Right. And there's, and there's and often, and it's funny too, because I think oftentimes the demand that a kid be, be, it behaves, I think I'm editorializing a little bit here, but, but oftentimes the, the demand that a kid behave in an adult way is um uh well well, on the one thing my hand there's so much ego behind it on the other hand it's also it it, it, it's also you know here's the thing human being we are complex creatures hello you know we're wildly complex creatures we live in a complex world we have complex relationships and you know the, 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 the the from a developmental standpoint it's 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 wildly important to 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 be paying attention to and noticing, you know, okay, if a kid using Kai as the example here in that story is as to draw on, it's wildly important to notice, you know, oh, you know, he's doing this exploration thing. He's testing his, he's testing the boundaries right now. That is developmentally appropriate. It's inconvenient <laughs> at times, you know, it's mm-hmm. inconvenient. Uh, but but it's it's so it, it, it's really really important at the same time it's like okay he's testing his boundaries that is his job 
you know? Yeah. And at this age, you know, that at that age, that's his full-time job. You know, it's a full-time. I have another story that I think is also really telling and it, and it, and it, um, this happened a, a, a year before we, we moved. It was earlier on. Um, <clears throat> we were at the, I was a personal fitness trainer uh, at the time. And my, one of the, one of my clients had this, this big, this big hoo-ha every year at, at, at their, at the, on their, on their land. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, the, hay, the, the hay rides and the whole Halloween thing, pumpkins, the whole thing. There was this, you know, I, and this, I also remember like it was yesterday and it, and it, to this day, it breaks my heart. The, this, this little girl was probably maybe, you know, she was probably three years old at the time and she's dancing with this pumpkin. She's just mm. dancing with this pumpkin, just an expression of pure joy pure joy and i wanted to kill you know this is the thing I, I wanted to kill her father and i'll tell you why her father comes over to her you know seeing her dancing with this pumpkin which i just thought was fantastic uh and he says and he, and he bends down and he says you're being silly we're not silly and I could just see the, and she stopped, but mm. the expression on her face was heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure he thought in some way, shape or form that he was protecting her from something. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and I remember, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was just so heartbreaking. And that was another moment for me. It's just like, man, if my kid wants to dance with a pumpkin, I'm going to, man, get him a pumpkin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At this age, yeah. he wants to dance with a pumpkin when he's, you know, when he's 18, you know, maybe we'll have a sit down talk to, but, you know, <laughs> maybe, but only maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's there's a whole conversation I would love to dive into. Again, I'll we'll just go like we'll just touch into this rather than maybe going all the way, but there's just there's something I'm curious about. I don't know that I'm going to put the right words to it here, but it's I guess I just I can make up a story that a couple generations ago in my family or in present generations maybe in other families where um, you know, dad or mom and dad scripts out what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, right? And you know, we use the language complex. Like kids are complex, humans are complex, but there's a way of living where where it isn't because you because it just is a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not silly. Um, we eat this. You're on time, right? There's this sort of like. I don't know, hard ass, old school. This is the language I have in a way that you could be a dad, right? And I just, I guess it seems a lot of maybe myself too, but I think maybe because I think there, and I'd love to hear what you think about this, but in some places there, there is a need for boundaries, firmness, oh. simplicity. And there's this other sense that there's, we're so complex and there's all this stuff going on and it can be really open-ended and, 
And so again, I'm not doing a great job of asking a really pointed question, but I think there's a dynamic there that dads find themselves a little bit awash in. And I think it's, yeah, this is it, 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 this is wildly important. This is wildly important. So yes, complex. Now complex doesn't mean uh, hands off. Again, going back to what we said about you know guidance, letting go. Guidance, letting go. Yeah. There's some guidance that we're not going to let go of so much. You know, no. there is, there are, there are, there are issues like you know you gave the example of the the um, of the uh, of the culture in South America, let the kid experience, the, let, them, let them learn by putting their hand close to her or even in the fire and possibly getting burned. Yeah, but they're not gonna let the kid roll into the fire. Right. You know, so there's, so there's a boundary there. So, so, the, so it's this fascinating, and this is where the complexity comes back in because there's this fascinating um, uh, dance between allowing and boundary setting, allowing and boundary setting. Again, you know, is, is parental guidance necessary? Do we have a job to do as parents? Hello, you bet, you know, you bet. You know, example, uh, all, of, all of Kai's friends had, had, uh, had, had phones uh, in, in middle school. He did not, you know, I want a phone, I want a phone, I want a phone. It's like, yeah, that's nice. You know, that's, that's great. You know, we're not going to get you a phone yet. You know, he didn't, he didn't have his first phone until he was in high school. Uh, I had mixed feelings about that, but, uh, but using, you know, using that as an example, did, did, was, was he denied some, was he denied some sort of <laughs> generationally developmentally appropriate thing because he didn't have a, have a phone in middle school? No. Yeah. You know, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, you know, so, so, so that, that, that's just one example. Yeah, there are lines to be held. And, and this is where the choice and the adult choice and discernment comes in. Again, because if I'm, and, and there's going to, of course, there's going to be cultural differences too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be cultural differences too. And, and, and all of those things are, are important to to pay attention to and and notice and to the point of yeah and and be curious about too by the way to be curious about well my parents did it this way their parents did it this way their parents did it this way why did they do it this way you know mm -hmm. what what's the what's the drive if the only drive that we can arrive at is because that's the way they did it then 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 there's there's a there's not a whole lot of consciousness to that. Yeah. No, there's not a lot of room for curiosity. So, so I'm, I'm, I am a huge fan of, of boundaries, you know, and, and, and it's something that, my God, you know, if we're going to, if we expect our children to grow into adults who have boundaries, they have to learn about boundaries. Where's the best place they can possibly learn about boundaries? Probably the home. Yeah. You know, let's not put that uh, on the, you know, well, their teacher didn't teach them about boundaries. Well, did you? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm absolutely not advocating for, uh, you know, for, 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 for throwing away, 
the boundaries. What I am seriously advocating for is being curious about freaking everything. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to, so here's another thing to look at. Um, if your parenting is a knee-jerk reaction to the way you were parented and right. you're dead set on going in the opposite direction, be wildly curious about that too. Yeah. You know, be wildly curious about that. Um, yeah, I'll get off my curiosity soapbox. <laughs> no, I li- I think that's exactly what we need. I really appreciate it. It's 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 stimulating so many so many thoughts, man. So, I mean, what I'm sort of seeing here emerging as a picture, though. So, first of all, I love the way that you use the word conscious in terms of describing an adult or or a parent. Um, I think there's 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 ways that this might be my own lens, but. I think that word might put certain people off or, or, or it might, I don't know. It might be a little bit like, I don't know, flimsy of a concept or maybe not super defined. I feel like you, you define it really, really well in a way that feels again, like there's a base note coming through, like it means something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for if, if we could define it as, as an adult or a father who has taken in internal enough internal look and feeling and experiencing. So not only his developmental stages, but also his own femininity, masculinity, the killer in him, all, all of these parts and aspects, right? So, so there's just awareness of it. Um, I'm just, I, again, I'm, thr- I'm thrust back to this place of feeling of like, my God, it does seem best to me, the best way we could parent would to be that aware adult and just live our life and demonstrate what it looks like to do that right and be in communication from that place and be mature and be conscious and be all of these things but that's not the case most of the time right and we're doing the job right we're building this plane as we're flying it like our kids are right <laughs> with us every day. We have probably these glaring parts of our life that we're not aware of, we're not conscious of. All of this stuff is happening and we don't have a hell of a lot of time. And by to... the way, the baby bu- grew up, uh, baby baby woke up puking at four in the morning and <laughs> exactly. I'm freaking, you know, I need toothpicks to hold one eye open. <laughs> well, exactly. So yeah, right. So we're beat down. We don't have much time. I mean, if we had the time, I would prescribe a buttload of therapy, a bunch of men's work, possibly some ceremony. Well, I mean, what all of the things, right? But here we are. And we got to figure it out. We got to yeah. do our best. We have to approximate it best. And so th- this last, I like, I, I know, you know, I want you to just pl- at least play the role for a few minutes here of uh, of a man who's who's done who's raised a child and seemingly very well and is, is, as you know, really dedicated your life to, to serving people and to, and to health in general is what I see and what I hear in that context, when there's a lot of work to be done and parenting is in flow. What do you, what do you have to share? What would you, what's the, what's the path here, man? Well, when parenting is in flow, I mean, it's in flow. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not, I, 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 I'm not sure what you're asking me, Dan. Maybe take how can, how, how the fuck do we be good parents <laughs> when we have a whole bunch of unlooked at shit and we, and we got a, a toddler beating us in the face with a rattle. 
Oh man, it's a weird yeah, story. that is that is a that's a, that that is a <laughs> that is a that's a great question. Um, boy, tell me if I'm tell me if I'm skirting it here, but uh, you know the uh, the first thing that comes to mind is is um, is you know there's it, it, there it, this is written in stone somewhere. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna mess up, you know. Um, trying to be perfect, I think, is 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 uh, is as much of a trap as 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 having no boundaries and completely letting go. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the uh, the flip side of the coin. So I think walking into any given circumstance, walking into parenthood in general, with a with a uh, with uh, I don't know if it's equal parts, but love, um, compassion for everybody, the whole system, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say the whole system, you know, if I'm in a, in a, in a hopefully, if I'm in a, in a, in a two-parent home, and I know that's not the only way to go about it, but if I'm in a two-parent home, then have compassion and forgiveness for the relationship with my significant other, you know, in my case, compassion between my wife and myself, compassion for the self, huge compassion for the, the, the child or the children, um, compassion for the family unit, which is going to go through its own set of, of challenges, victories and traumas. Mm. No, it's, it's all, it's all part of, it's all part of the 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 journey um so that would be that that's part of what comes to mind and and you know you mentioned doing the work uh don't i want to say this you know don't wait to do the work recognizing that you are doing it Mm. if, if, if you're a parent and you're stopping even you know and this is this is key to so much and i know you know this as a as a as a as a spiritual human being and, and a, and a practitioner, practi- practitioner of meditation, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know, mindful being mindful um, is, 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 is the recognition that, Oh, you know, this is the course. This is happening right now. This is happening right now. If I wait, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Dan's offering a fatherhood course or Ken's doing his I am course, or, you know, a million other guys are doing whatever they're doing. It's like, you know, if I, if, if I wait to get there to do the work, then I've missed the work yeah. already. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, okay, what did I learn today? What did yeah. I fail to learn today? Yeah. What am I being called to learn right now that I am so bloody resisting? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that i'm i'm so on i'm uh, yeah i love that i love that so much and i and i think i tell myself that um that i ascribe to that way of being but it, that is that is hard it really is it's it it really is hard to maybe not maybe i'm making it too complicated i just i just feel like I know myself, I, again, I have three kids under six, like we're in it, but I just, there's days where 
there's just days where it's just mostly a bunch of wondering what the fuck, <laughs> you know? And that's part, yeah. And that's, and that's part of it. You know, if you think about this and, you know, think about, so for those of us who are meditators, you know, think about it in terms of meditation, like how many, how, uh, if you've stuck with it, if you've stuck with it for more than a week, you know, <laughs> I'll say this, you know, how often, how often do we have, do we have sits or walking meditations, whatever it happens to be, where we ask ourselves that same question. It's like, oh my God, what the, what the fuck is happening in my head? It's like, you know, it's the exact same thing. It's just that you're nowhere near a cushion. You probably wish you were at that point, but it's just like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening in my, with my family right now? It's like, yeah, congratulations. You're doing the work. <laughs> Um, and, to, all right. and, 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 the, and the piece that comes in, the word I want to throw in here is, you know, the, the, if you're not giving yourself grace, you know, if you're not giving yourself grace, um, empathy, uh, compassion in those moments, chances are you're not giving those around you grace and compassion and empathy either. It's a great place to look because i'm of the opinion that you know as human beings how we do something is oftentimes how we do everything yeah yeah i hope that's useful no nah, i think it's <laughs> i think it's incredibly useful man there's just so much here I've, i'm just finding myself i just like have such big feelings about all this stuff and such big curiosity but let's shift for a couple of the last few minutes i'm gonna i'm gonna do i actually hate this when when I'm on podcasts and people do this, but I'm going to do it today anyway. So I'm going to ask a few rapid fire questions and you just get to say the first thing that comes to mind. Should I buckle right. up for this? Is it no, I don't. I, I'm, <laughs> no, I, I mean, maybe, but no, I don't think so. Um, just one thing you are deeply proud of as a parent oh, of yourself, well, of yourself, oh, my, of yeah. myself. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm deeply proud that, that, uh for the majority not all but for the majority of my time as a dad um i've put my son's uh interest above my own ego hmm. one place where maybe you have one if you had a time machine you would go back and and change how you showed up or interacted geez only one well pick one <laughs> <laughs> oh god man um i lost my shit when uh i remember it i i was i was going to change his change uh, his diaper this is really early on i completely lost my shit and i and i whacked him on the wrist hard and uh that moment yeah if i could erase that mm -hmm. Now that moment of violence, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, scared One, the fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah, I've been there too. And 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 him too. Yeah, scared him. Yeah. yeah. One man, other than your own biological father, that deeply influenced you as a father. Oh wow. artist hmm. by the name of Bruno Lavertier, hmm. uh, ceramicist. Um, yeah, he's the first one who came, he's the first one that comes to mind. Hmm. Yeah, just his, his uh, I learned so much from his childlike 
curiosity. Um, yeah. Mm. One of the most, first thing that comes to mind, just one of the most poignant, beautiful family moments. Huh. From any point in my life? From being a dad, dad on. Oh, okay. From, from being a dad. Yeah. Wow. So I think one of my most proud moments was, um, so hopefully I'm not speaking out of school, but um, my son's first real relationship uh, was abusive. Mm-hmm. And his um, finally making the the move to extricate himself from that circumstance mm-hmm. and the fact that he'd never looked back. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, there are, there are many, but there's something about that moment of, all right, you know, he's, 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 he's got this, he's got this. Beautiful. Okay. So last question, we're just going to revisit the first question just for 20 seconds. See if there's any new words or different words. Tell us about the love you have for your child. It, uh, Broad, deep, expansive, magical, beyond words. Thank you for letting all of yourself show up here. Um, I uh, I really appreciate this. I want I want to I want to connect with you further on this topic and just continue the dialogue. I feel like um, I'm finding as as I get into these episodes that I just have. Um, I just have so much. I, I I I feel like maybe I need to little be a little bit more linear with these. Maybe maybe not. We'll see. But anyway, I'm just I'm what I'm noticing is just so much, um, big deep <laughs> feelings and experiences. But I I just felt that that I don't know. This conversation was more than I could have hoped for, Ken. And I just uh, I really do appreciate the you here right but i mean both your your experience and your knowledge and what you shared but but also the um i think it's really important to to show the world the uh, this side of fathers and 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 i think you're i mean there's not that many great examples of Mm. to, to guide dads out there and i would um without your permission place you place you in a place to 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 uh to be an example. So I really appreciate everything that you brought today. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Likewise. And thank you so much for the work you're doing. It matters more than I have words for. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you to everybody who is listening to this right now. Our show is growing pretty substantially, pretty quickly. It feels wonderful. I'm very grateful for everybody that's listening and passing it on and sharing. And yeah, I'm so excited. There are so many dads out there, so many families, so many of us are thinking about, worrying about, and working on the same things. So let's keep it going. Let's build a community here. Grateful for you are. I'm grateful for everyone out there. And uh, keep tuning in.